Blog Talk Radio.
So I want to thank you for your time tonight, brothers and sisters. Uh, for uh, some of you been following us since 2011, uh, we had a really humongous presence when we first started out with shows ranges in the thousands weekly, and then we took a break and kind of tapered off and and uh, started averaging uh, shows under under thousand under a thousand, and so um, you know these breaks hurt us. Then we took another break, so we've lost some uh, listeners over the years. But I just want to thank. Again, those of you that are tuning in tonight and have been staying with us since 2011, thank you, thank you for staying with us even uh, throughout the breaks that we had. And folks, uh, while I'm at it, these breaks are very needed. I mean, I tell you, this is not easy doing what we do. These blogs are not easy. You know, people come on and co-hosts come on and the guests we have and the callers, they come on for a limited amount of time. So when you... When you're building these shows, it is no joke. I mean, for real. I mean, from the scheduling to the trying to get people on and, and uh, didn't go over the rules and what whatnots and the, the photos and the, the slideshows and the, just a lot, folks, to go into blogging. Uh, you all should sometime try it out and just see, and you'll be able to appreciate even more what we do here at this Five Swim Stone Network. And, and another thing, just to keep doing it, since 2011, it's one thing to do it for a year or two and stop blogging, lots of people come and go, but just to stay consistent, and then when you do take your breaks, you know, you come back. So anyway, I thank you. I really do. I said I'd like to say I thank you. I appreciate you. All right, tonight we have the McCrays again, and uh, we're talking about again tonight, are miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real? One more time, are miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real? Well, this is part four. And uh, the show descriptions go something like this. Are miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real? Is the Most High still performing miracles today? If so, let's talk about it. If you doubt all of this, let's talk about it. According to the Bible, believe in the scriptures, these signs will follow those who believe. What signs? Signs, wonders, and miracles. I went on to say the Father was confirming his word among the early believers with signs, wonders, and miracles. To those watching, while the early believers were preaching his word. Let me read that again. The Father was confirming his word among the early believers with signs, wonders, and miracles to those watching while the early, the early believers were preaching his word. If his word is spoken, where are the miracles today? I said, if his word is being spoken like they were back then, like the saints back of old, or the saints back then, where are the miracles? Did the Father stop confirming the message of the of his people with signs, wonders, and miracles? Or was it just for that time? I went on to say the Father is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what's happening? And I added this to that show description. No Father would leave his children powerless in such a cruel world. Our Father has given us real power, folks, to live life abundantly. So we'll be talking about all of that and more 
uh, on the show description. I mean, excuse me on the uh, on this on the promo that you're looking at. You're probably seeing a picture of the McCrays along with uh, uh, these subjects, and the subjects are demonic behavior. We'll be talking about gifts of the spirit is on this same uh, photo uh, promo. Uh, angels for protection. Uh, angels as messengers. Holy Spirit, familiar spirits, soul ties, and I said, and much more. So all these things are coming your way. Don't know if we hit on every single one of those tonight. We're going to try, though, because we really, really want everybody to know that this is real. Folks, time to turn off the TV, Internet, and hear what your brother and sister have to say tonight. Your brother and your brothers and sister have to say tonight, as well as the co-hosts that maybe chime in, and the callers, folks. Tonight we are dealing with reality, away with uh, superstition and 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 just make believe. We're dealing with what is real tonight. I said we're doing what is real tonight. And why, while I'm at it, let me just say this about the supernatural. Because some people may think, oh, he's just doing this show just to, you know, because it's a, it's a hot button. It is a hot button. It is something a lot of people want to know about. But we don't talk about spiritual warfare that much on this broadcast like we need to. We may say something, a little something every show, but we don't have shows devoted to it. It's been a while. That's one reason I decided to do this because it's been a while since we've done this. And I've come up on a little bit of a disagreement. Some people have kind of shunned the show. Uh, whenever we talk about this, we get certain people shining the show, people that normally listen, or even, to be honest, with just some that even co-host. I'm just going to go there. But brothers and sisters, how do I look talking about the power of the Most High? This is why I try to tell the Israelites, to know you're an Israelite or to know you're a Jew or to know you're the people of the Bible, that is one glory, and it needs to be taught. I'm never going to stop talking about it. So just, if you hang out with me, or you consider hanging out with me, you listen to this show in the future, just know this. Brother Seth going to always talk about it because it's true. Here's what I won't do. I won't make this the center of my salvation. I won't it make it the, the focal point. The focal point was, is, and always be Christ. So as I, as I crank up, our little anthem in the background. Just notice, brothers and sisters, I stand for the Most High Yah. I stand for the Most High Yah. The same person you're talking to when you say hallelujah. You don't ever have to call his name Yah. Just keep saying hallelujah, that's good enough. I stand for this Yah of Israel. I stand for this Elohim of Israel. And I believe that he sent his son. I believe that he sent the Messiah. I believe that he died and rose again for our sins and is going to return and one day set up his kingdom on this earth. His kingdom is within the hearts of man, as the Father says in his word. And brothers and sisters, this is where your brother's at. So if I can't talk about the power of the Most High uh, on this show, then what are we doing? If we just want to talk about what the so-called white man is doing and all the evils of the white man to the degree to have everybody scared of the so-called white man, then and I'm not trying to trivialize what's, what uh, our so-called white people have done upon the earth. I'm not belittling the pain of 
so-called African-Americans. I'm not overlooking the struggles that's going on with police shootings and all the things that are happening to our so-called African-Americans. Or what's even happened to so-called white people in their own, because they have their own issues. I'm not looking overlooking their pain that some of us look over. I'm trying my best to see things the way the most I see them. I'm trying to love all people. I'm trying to walk in love with all of humanity. I'm trying to deal with truth. I didn't make these truths. I didn't create things with this. I didn't create racism. I didn't do the things that I talk about. I'm just trying to share them because these things have been a stumbling block to me. These things have handicapped me. These things have cursed me, cursed my family, caused setback, caused pain. And I figured I would do a blog show addressing a lot of the things that have held, caused me to have setbacks. Especially and also because I see these same lies, deception, and ignorance in a lot of people of all ethnic groups. However way you want to categorize them. I see it in humanity. And I feel I'm supposed to say something. That's all Brother Seth is trying to do. I'm just trying to say something about the pains and the discomfort and the setbacks that people are experiencing through sin and, 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 and people just really uh, uh, operating under the influence of evil spirits. I'm just trying to, with this network, do a Second Timothy 3.16 talk about why the word was given to us in the first place for, for rebuke, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That's all Brother Seth is trying to do. And some of y'all got this so, yeah, some of y'all don't really you got this whole supernatural thing. You're too scared of it. It's, it's not all that, brothers and sisters. A lot of you believe in the supernatural. You just don't call it that. You go to church some of you every Sunday, and you talk about a God you've never, ever seen. Never, ever seen this God, but yet you talk about him. You, you lift your hands to this God. So if I want to do a network or a show where I'm talking about what he do for us, why does it scare you off? If I want to believe that the same God you lift in your hand up, which you can't see, never heard Tim talk, I mean, audibly, because he don't have vocal cords, talks to your spirit. If I want to lift this most high up and talk about spiritual warfare and how evil spirits are connecting with us through soul ties, and why is that a big deal to some of you? Why do you don't want to be a co-host no more? Because we're talking about spiritual warfare. Why does demons scare some of y'all off? I mean, what are we doing here? I'm just saying. Not just co-hosts, but callers and people and relatives and family. It's like people, in one way, they want to believe in God, and then another way, they don't want to believe in God. Is God real? He either is real or he's not. And if he is real, what about the things he said? And if, if, if he is real... Folks, what is he doing? What does he require out of us? Anyway, that's why I thank the Father for this couple tonight who really believes in the supernatural, really believes in the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and angels, and don't want to talk about just what the white man is doing all the time. So... If this network has ever promoted hate or if maybe I didn't understand people to the degree I thought I understood them, 
You know, I've been guilty of that. I don't always, I always, sometimes I believe too much in people. But that this network, I'm a lover. I'm not hating on nobody. I'm not hating on no certain group. I'm just trying my best to give these five smooth stones that have transformed my life. All right? So, anyway, tonight I just kind of have to go there. I've been getting a little pushback from, I'm not just talking about people on this show. I'm not, I'm, this is so much bigger. This is in my life. My coworkers, people be saying they believe in God in one minute. When you start getting to the scripture, they say, look at you funny. It's like, okay, but do you, how do you know there's a God? What is scripture? Well, the same scripture talks about miracles. Same, talk, same scripture talks about Israel. Same scripture tell who Israel is. Why do you have a problem if I believe Israel is we are, and we're living out the scripture? Then when I ask you, the people that you think is Israel, you can't, you can't defend it. Hey, look at me, Kakai. Look at yourself, Kakai. You the one that can't defend the people you saying the Bible's talking about. I don't understand it. So Brother Seth got a little bit of an attitude tonight, but it's a godly attitude. I'm just I just don't understand folk that don't understand their Bible. But anyway, let's take a little short little break and we'll bring on the McCrays, y'all. Just a little thirty second little Allow me to just kind of finish setting up my computer here, then we'll go right to the phone lines and bring on the McCrays, and they're going to be talking about tonight again, are miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real? Again, thank you for tuning to the Fives and Soul Network. Church here in Lancaster, Texas. I am here with my wife, Cassandra, 
And we are believers in the supernatural, the miracles that God said that he still performs in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Sister Cassandra. Hello, everyone. Hello, callers. Hello, co-hosts. It's a pleasure to be with you all this evening. This is one of our favorite subjects by accident. (laughs) We didn't know when God set us out in ministry that we would have uh, or be dealing in the supernatural in this way. And so, you know, to me, that's one of the most powerful areas and the most needed areas. Uh, And so we're just really glad to be able to share some of our experiences. So thank you for having us. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for being on. And I want to go back to the phone lines. I think we have Brother um, Kenwin Castleberry, and I think Brother John. Brother John, if you're going to be uh, co-hosting tonight, uh, y'all know how the McCrae's roll. Normally they go about 20 minutes, and they'll we'll come in and then let y'all have about four minutes. We'll, we'll just keep going uh, 20, take a break 20, take a break like that, just so we can get more from everybody. But right now, let's go to uh, actually Brother Ken, and I'll uh, see if Brother John going to be coming on. Brother Ken, would go ahead and say hello to the people. Your line is open all the way there in Tyler, Texas. Um, welcome, Brother Shalom. Shalom, shalom, everybody. Glad to be in, and I look forward and uh, uh, learning more about the spiritual realm, uh, the spiritual side, all teaching. Um, I'm still a student trying to learn more about it. So I'm glad to be in. Thank you for letting me. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, brother, always good to have you. Uh, good spirit. Appreciate you. All right, let's go to Brother John uh, and see. Uh, y'all, please forgive me uh, with Brother John. I just sometimes he was working. He just tuned in just as a courtesy, and he's listening in the background. It's kind of like a caller. But, Brother John, your line is open. You going to be able to join us tonight, brother, or not? I'll be listening only. Thank you. Okay, Brother John's in the house listening only. Sister Cassandra uh, and Brother Ronnie, go right ahead. Uh, the show is in your hand. Again, just go about 20 minutes, and then we'll go and see if they have anything. And if not, uh, we'll check the phone lines and see if there's anything there or the chat room if there's any questions. If not, y'all can just proceed for another 20 minutes. We'll just try to do it like that. But I'd like to open up by saying this. Um, you heard me earlier in the show, uh, intro, saying that the supernatural is pretty much just it's anything we can't see, taste, touch, and smell. Now, things like electricity, some like uh, even some as simple as Wi-Fi, or <laughs> we connect computers without seeing the wires. Uh, these are things we can't see, but I don't consider that the spiritual realm. When I say the spiritual realm, I'm talking about beings. Uh, I'm talking about um, uh, uh, universal laws that we cannot see. And Brother, and Brother Kenwin, I'm going to leave your line open because right now you're the only co-host and it's just one line. So that's, and you know I'm going to keep it quiet anyway. So I'm going to leave your line open. So if you want to interject Brother Kenwin at any time and say, hey, I have a question, you can do that. Uh, that's not that's not hard to do when it's just one call. So when we got two or three, or three or four, it's a little difficult to do that. So I'm going to leave your line open. So anytime you want to, Brother Kenwin, you can ask a question or comment. Um, but first thing I'd like to ask you you all, uh, uh, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra, is what do you define as the spiritual realm? 
I was kind of trying to explain, but I'll let you do all that. What do you What do you call the each one of you? What do you What do you call the spiritual realm for those listening that may not understand? Well, the spiritual realm, what I can see through scripture, is the things that we cannot see, but those things that are that they are happening. No, in Scripture it says in Hebrews the uh, the eleventh chapter in the third verse it says God made the worlds. So when we become spiritually, uh, uh, um, I want to say activated, that means that God says I've created worlds that we don't even see, and uh, in the supernatural, the supernatural realm is where basically God lives. And he tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. So if he's telling us to walk by faith and not by sight, there's something there that we just can't uh, we just can't sense with our five senses. But we have a knowing that there is something working in the background. So I, I take that for myself, being that, like I said, we all are spirit beings or and we just have to just recognize that there's something back there out there that we just can't see feel taste or touch we just have a knowing and and basically god gives that to each and every one of us but when you become born again and god will give you uh basically what you uh are, are geared to do it's just something that's in the back of your mind. It's something that you just you you sense that it's there. Amen, sister. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that. Um, since I was born again at age four years old, it's kind of hard for me to uh, to realize a time where I did not see things with spiritualized. So, but I know there was a time, you know, coming up as a teenager and everything where, you know, you, you're fresh out of your parents' home and everything. And I thought, okay, I can do my own thing. I'm not going to go to church. You know, I wanted to do other things or sleep in on Sunday. And so I just kind of separated. But it wasn't a long period of time. So, you know, when the Bible tells us, you know, train, up, uh, train your children in the way they should go. And when they're older, they will not depart, right, from it. But I remember, uh, you know, during that time, I really wasn't seeing during, through, through my spiritual eyes. And so we've got to understand that the five senses are here. God gave us five senses in the natural to protect us while we are without him. So that time period where we are, we are not connected to God or we're not born again, we have not received the Holy Spirit, then we need protection. We need our eyes. We need our ears, right? We need to feel something is off and things like that. But at the same time, know that God gave us spiritual senses. And I always uh, look at the spiritual realm. Something is happening in my spiritual senses. Either I'm seeing something in the spiritual or hearing something in the spiritual. You know, even, you know, we were talking about um, um, speaking or God speaking to us. You know, I do hear an audible voice, but the voice is, it's, not, it's audible where I can hear it, but it's not a voice that you would recognize. I call it a loud whisper. 
So I think that people have different ways of experience the spiritual realm. You know, God may speak to some people. If you don't believe that, then God's not going to speak to you in that way. You know what I'm saying? He's going to speak to you in another way because you would never say, oh, well, that's God speaking to me. So I believe that God is going to speak to you in the manner in which he knows that you will recognize his voice, right, whether it's in the word of God where he sends you there or, you know, sending someone else to you or speaking it sometimes way through the spiritual realm. But having those spiritual senses after you're born again allows us to be able to see, work, and operate in the spiritual realm. And a lot of times you are going to be able to see both. You're going to see the good and you're going to see the bad. You're going to experience the good, God, the, uh, the kingdom of God, the same way you may even experience or see. And I know the Holy Spirit always gives me warning when it's the, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, kingdom of Satan. You know, so if, it, if it's Satan or something that's satanic, my, the spirit that's in me, stands on edge, and it always it always draws my eyes. I'm seeing through spiritual eyes, my eyes to a problem or a situation that I need to focus on. So that's another way of observing the, the spiritual realm, that it's going to be what you experience in your spirit, through spiritual eyes, through spiritual ears, and, um, you know, all of our, all of our senses. So we have to recognize that the five senses are for our natural, our flesh, while we are in the flesh. So we still, God still gave us protection there. And then the, look, being able to operate in our spiritual senses is what happens to us when we are born again believers and operating in the, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is leading the way. Very good. That's very good. And I want to add something to something I said about the audible voice because I have heard the spirit talk in such a way that I almost turned around. But when I say the word audible, I mean what I'm saying, Brother Seth is saying, what I'm trying to say, it's like somebody else talking. It's that loud. Now, if you was behind me, or Rami, you can hear it. So according to what the definition of audible, meaning the whole vocal cords and the breath and all that, you won't get that. So I probably shouldn't say audible. But I'll just say it like this. Sister Cassandra said loud whisper. I like that. It's, it's, many people describe it differently. You know, I actually believe this because sometimes I wonder, does the Holy Spirit speak Chinese? I mean, does it speak all these different languages? Um, I often tell people that can speak more than one language, how do the Holy Spirit talk? Which language does it choose? I mean, for real, there's some people that think, when you think thoughts, brothers and sisters, you think in a language. You say, hmm, I need to go to Kroger's. You think that. So if you can Spanish and all these different languages, which language do you choose? I often like to ask that. So I... It's probably because we, all of us, are trying to articulate what the spirit is and what it's doing, what it's saying, what we're feeling. And sometimes we just don't use the right words. I know I don't. So just in case I'm not defining it right, let me say what I really think is happening. When something happens spiritual and somebody say, 
Well, tell me what happened. You have to almost downgrade the experience to articulate what happened. The father, like I said last week, can just touch you and you'll get a book. How does that happen? Word of knowledge will come upon you and you'll just, boom, know all this information. Is something in you talking real fast, teaching you, teaching you, teaching you? Because people ask these kind of questions. It's a spiritual impartation, brothers and sisters, the way, I, the way I'm articulating, and then we're going to listen to the McCrae's articulate how they want, because some of y'all is saying, y'all sound spooky, talking about devils and angels and spiritual warfare. Now, I believe there's a God. Oh, I believe in the Most High, but I don't know about all this spooky stuff y'all talk about. So when you point to the scriptures and say, well, what about when Christ cast out spirits out of people? Or when the angels broke out? Peter out of jail. What, what what do you have to think about that? What what about all the miracles in the Bible? Well, yeah, I believe in that, but all that's changed. So I just want to say when you are in when you are introduced or coming to a counter with a spirit, parts things to you, and when you go to try to articulate it, you don't always do a good job, brothers and sisters. So just pray with us. And try to understand what the McCrazy brother said to saying because what Sister Cassandra is saying, you may go to the same spirit, the Holy Spirit move on you, and you'll say it different. So I just want to say that for clarifications on what I was trying to say earlier. Go ahead, y'all. Um, now, just flow with whatever you like. Actually, I'll start the 20 minutes uh, now. So uh, you know, just go, and uh, we'll go back to the co-host if they want to comment. Brother Kim, when your line is open, feel free to say, uh, just jump in. But just when you do say, excuse me, just try to make it no less than a minute because they the, it's on them at least for the 20 minutes, and then we'll bring you on afterwards. So make your interjection no less than a minute, and then let them finish. Go ahead, um, uh, Pastor Ronan and Pastor Cassandra. You know, Brother Seth, I was just, you know, just sitting here listening to you, and I, you know, when I'm listening to you, when we're talking about the Spirit, and especially when you go into church, you know, I'm just talking about anybody, and I mentioned this morning in my message this, uh, today about people who come into church, they should come expecting uh, to hear from uh, the, super, the supernatural or to hear from God. And then they will actually have a, uh, a, a, a mindset to where I'm going to be hearing from God. Yes, there's a man standing before you who is actually speaking, uh, uh, speaking spiritual uh, uh, nutrients to your body. See, a lot of times when the normal, and I, and I say the normal people who would go to church and just go to church because they're saying, well, I'm doing a spiritual duty, but your duty is to basically hear from God. You know, uh, th there are many things that happen to us as in the natural, you know, we get up and we go to work from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday and Thursday, and they're just doing the natural things. But guess what? We are actual spirit beings. God said he made us just like him. We are formed in his image according to his likeness. And guess what? We can hear in 
the, uh, the supernatural because God made us that way. Our ears should be open. And when our ears are open, we'll we say, oh, that's just me. No, it's basically, it, it's you to a point, but it's, you're hearing with spiritual ears. And when those spiritual ears are open, guess what? We have to respond in the spirit. No, the scriptures tell us to walk in the spirit. And when we walk in the spirit, it says also to not uh, uh, fulfill the lust of our flesh, which is the five senses. Yes. So we have to we, uh, we have to make a a decision on who we're going to follow. See, we got a voice that talks to us all the time, but whose voices are we listening to? Our voices could be coming from uh, the spirit realm, but whose who, whose voice are you hearing? See, a lot of times they want they don't want to recognize that they are actually uh, listening to either the spirit of God speaking or the spirit of the world or the uh, or the enemy. Mm-hmm. So we have to we, we have to make a a, a a a discernment right there. See, God gives us gifts. And we don't, like I said, a lot of people who just don't open up their Bibles continuously, we need to do that. As I want to say, uh, uh, people who don't open up their Bibles every day. See, we have to feed our spirit man. See, our spirit man sits there once we go to church. You know, they hear uh, uh, the minister speak uh, the word by opening up scriptures and reading the scriptures, and then they don't hear anything else for the next week or, or the time that they the next time that they come to the uh, uh, church. See, our spirit man needs to be fed every day. Just like we feed our natural man every day, our spirit man needs to be fed every day too. And that way we will hear more from the supernatural side of, the, uh, of God's work. And, 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 and by that also, when we don't hear from God speaking uh, uh, naturally, or supernaturally, we hear the enemy speak because uh, look at the uh, the wicked the, the wickedness is happening. Everybody uh, hears something. You know, a bank robber hears somebody say, "I need to rob this bank. Or I need to stick up this uh, this corner store." And those are spirits right there that are talking to people who do wickedness or do sin. See, God tells us that we can resist the devil. <laughs> by not listening to those other voices that are talking to us in our heads. It's, a, it's an everyday thing. It's, it's like when uh, Adam was told not to eat of the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil. See, those voices that we, uh, that we hear, they're either spirits of good or they're spirits that are bad. And the Holy Spirit are working in uh, uh, in the spirits that I say we walk in. It, it, so we, we, we have to make a decision on who we're listening to. Okay, and I just want to add, you know, that many Christians do not believe in the supernatural. You know, they've been taught in their churches a lot of the time that, these miracles are no longer happening. Christ only uh, gave that, those uh, gifts and to the disciples or the apostles, and they won't, you know, they don't believe it. 
And so, you know, it really breaks my heart when someone is in need of a supernatural miracle to save their lives oftentimes, and they won't ask God because they don't believe in miracles. And so that's, it's really frightening, you know, uh, because they don't believe in the supernatural, you know, uh, so when these supernatural things happen to them, they don't even recognize it. So they chalk it up to things like chance, luck, fate, coincidence, and things like that. And so, you know, but there's no other explanation. You know, those are the things that you hear people that there's no explanation. You know, you can ask some doctors, you know, well, what happened? I thought you said that they only had two weeks to live. Now, you know, their their, uh, liver looks brand new. Well, what happened? You know, I really like the topic that you guys did the other day on uh, Brother Hamlin, you know, the uh, football player. Because, you know, uh, there will be a lot of people that say, you know, it was the doctors that saved him. You know, so, you know, it's, it's It's things like that. You know, they won't give credit to prayer. They won't give credit to God. They won't give credit to a miracle because they don't believe in it. And it's, it's, it's really sad because we're, in, we're not in a position to sit up and make up things. You know, my husband and I, we watched the movie Leap of Faith, and I think you had mentioned that in one of the shows. Uh, uh, you know, Leap of Faith uh, had the um, – uh, the, a uh, pastor, no, he wasn't, he was an evangelist that was going around, but he was scheming people, you know. Now, let me ask, but then, I got to ask you, oh, Sister Cassandra, hold a second. I got to ask you, did y'all look at that because I, did I introduce that to y'all or did you already know about it? What, Leap of Faith? Yeah, the movie. Oh, no, we, we had seen the movie, we had seen the movie many times. Okay. Yeah, we had seen it. But, but the funny. interesting thing about it, and the reason that I loved the movie so much was even though he didn't believe, the little boy believed, you know? And so you don't have to be the one to believe. You could be faking and shaking or whatever, and someone still received their miracle, and you're the one that becomes a believer, you know? So that's the thing about it. Um, you know, we can't. We're supposed to be listening to God through the Holy Spirit and not listening to man because if we listen to man who has it wrong, you know, we could be missing out on, on, on many of the blessings that God has for us. So I just wanted yes. to add that, and I'm going to let Pastor take over, and he's going to tell his uh, first incident uh, that we're going to be talking about with the supernatural about an angelic encounter. Yeah, this angelic encounter, uh, I believe, uh, I believe we, we, we spoke on this before about the uh, – you got to help me out because there's two that's sitting right there in my head. About the elevator. Uh, uh, well, you did already share that. About the elevator. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, about the elevator. No. No, 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 this one is different. This one, it says, should I stay or should I go? And, and this is when I first got here to Texas. Yeah. And I was, this was, this, was, this was going back in 1989 when I first came to Texas. And I was, I, I came, actually, I came to Texas in April of 89, and I was, uh, let's see, I was unemployed from April up until July, and I couldn't find any, any means of, of uh, employment. I, 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 let, me, let, let me rephrase that. I worked one job for about three days, and they paid me for three days, and then from that time, from that time on, I couldn't find a job. So anyway... As I was, and this was 
and I, 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 the date came back. It was July 30th, July 30th of 89. I was in my bed resting, and I, I, well, I, was, I, I say I was resting, but I, I, I had a – excuse me? Yeah, I talked to my sister first, and I said, I cannot find a job here. And I said, I'm, I came down with a few dollars in my pocket from Connecticut, and I said, I'm, I said, I can't find any work at all. And she, and she told me, she says, well, uh, I'll, send, I'll send some money down for you, and you can come back home. I, I, I'll, I'll pay for you to get your stuff back home and everything like that. And I said, okay. Uh, I said, well, I said, like I said, I set, I set my, I set my, uh, I set my mind to, to head it, to go back home to Connecticut. And then anyway, as I, as I slept, I, I woke up and I felt a, uh, I felt something behind me. It's like they put their left arm over my, over my left shoulder and my, in their right arm over my right shoulder, and they pulled me in. It's like. Uh, he says, you don't have to go anywhere. Stay, he says, stay put. He said, to stay put. I said, and like I said, I didn't know what was happening at this very time because I just felt an embrace from, you know, like I said, I, I, I felt an embrace like a big hug, like they held me back, like don't move anywhere, don't go anywhere. So anyway, that the following week, that following Tuesday, I found a job to where, guess what, I am still working with that same, uh, 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 in that same position basically from that time from 89 up until this very day. And like at this time, like I said, I was just a, a, a born-again, born-again babe in Christ, two and a half years old. <laughs> so this angel basically told me, don't go, and I was going to go if, if I if I didn't go to that job interview on that Tuesday and got that job, I would I, I would probably be back in Connecticut or in the New York area right now. But I listened to what the angel I, I could I said it was an angel because like I said I didn't look behind me I didn't turn my head to see who was holding me back but I know there was nobody else in the room except for myself, and I heard uh, uh, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. And that was a, uh, like I said, I'm still working in that same type position with the same, with the same people who got hired back in that day. So uh, I account this uh, uh, to a an, an angelic, <laughs> an angelic encounter. Well, you, you you can't make me you can't make me doubt that. Well, and, me, and I say God works. They they say God works in mysterious ways. God doesn't work in mysterious ways. God works in a supernatural way that we should embrace that. See, when we know when God is working uh, for you, you have to give that account to Him. You can I can't account it to I can't account it to the enemy. I always give any. Anything that happens to me supernaturally, I give that account to God. So God always says to give Him the glory, and when we give Him the glory, guess what? He's He's always going to say that that uh, that young man or say that young woman who's going to give me glory because of what I've done for them. Well, yeah. let me say this, Amen. Uh, 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 Pastor Ronnie, and I appreciate 
I appreciate that testimony. Keep them coming. Because, okay, as, as number one, I believe it. Well, brother said you don't even know him that well to believe it. Or how you know lying ain't one of his weaknesses or exaggeration. Or, this, this is what I believe about Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra. You know, when you experience something, it's almost like people that are, how can I use this? It's like an athlete talking to another athlete, and he's talking about when he was tired and he went on back in there to run a play and different things were going through his mind. If you don't ever play the sport, you might not understand his reasoning. Why would you go back in there if you hurt? It don't make sense. If you hurt, why are you going to keep trying to play through your pain? You have to be an athlete to understand that. There's certain, it's a certain lingo. It's not just words. It's a, it's experience. It's kind of like this. When Christ rose from the dead, he would he fold his garment. The Bible says when a stone dropped, it's like his garment was folded, if I remember right. Y'all correct me if I got this wrong, but I remember him. I remember it's being said he often did that. It's just like we're creatures of habit. And, and, and when you experience certain things, it's just a certain way it sounds. Here, here, let me let me go into this a little deeper. We're going to turn it back over to the McCrae's because they had about, they actually went about 20 minutes. So let's just do this because they went in about 20 minutes, I think. They're 17, but I started late. So, brothers and sisters, what I'm saying is this. Oftentimes when the Father does something, there's peace. I listened to hear when he said, I'm still at that job. That means something to me. That's like a flag, a, not a red flag, but a, a whatever the opposite of a red flag. That's a sign that it's of the Father. When, the, when you have these visitations from angels or the Holy Spirit work through your body, or any type of miraculous thing that you can't see, taste, touch, and smell, oftentimes there's what I call residue left from your blessing. I remember the guardian title when the father gave me favor and blessed me there. I was able to get furniture from this company. And uh, I have to tell you the kind of furniture I got, you would not believe what they gave me free. I mean, we're talking about desks for like $500 and nice. This is if you know anything about Summit Street in Fort Worth, you know that's a classy street with a lot of businesses at downtown Fort Worth. Well, this was the Cream de la Cream company there called Guardian Title. And they just felt impressed with the spirit to give me, and I was able to be over this warehouse of just stuff. And it was things that I needed. And it's like, you have to know the need. You have to, in order to see whether or not it's of God, what brother said that you need that. If you didn't need it, maybe it wasn't God. So oftentimes God will, the Most High will bless you with something you needed, something you couldn't necessarily afford it. Uh, 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 
oftentimes your blessings are matched the need, and it will it will always run over to where you can be a blessing to others. This is a sign of of the Most High blessing. So when Brother Rollins, Brother Ronnie say, "I'm still there," and he talked about this same job, his wife Cassandra actually talked about how the people on this job how of a blessing they were. These are the signs that God did it, or Yah did it. I listened for that. Now, if he told me he was blessed with this job by this angel saying, don't go, and he, you know, however way he ended up at this job, and it's just been problems, and it's always people attacking him, I would have to question the angel and the move and all of that. So this is what I mean by when I'm listening to him, whether or not I believe it's of God, I listen to other things he said about that blessing. So this is, as you listen to this show talking about the supernatural and things that's happening, listen for that. Whoever's talking, listen to see what come out of your visit with the angel. Listen to see what came out of that so-called miracle. Take all of us with a grain of salt. Question all of us. Ask questions. Think. Don't just believe because we say it. If it's the Father, truly the Father, there's going to be more than one blessing come out of it. That's just the way he wrote. I want to go to Brother Kenwin and see if he has any questions. I think he's our only co-host in the house tonight. See if he has any questions or comment of anything he's heard. Brother John, if you have anything, just press 1. I'll come to you only if you press 1. Uh, uh, and by the way, before I come to Brother Kenwin, y'all just bear with me. Station identification. Uh, again, you tune into the Five Smooth Stone Network. Some of you are just popping in and out from, and maybe you're on blog talking. You saw the show. This is the Fires and Stone Network, and we have tonight uh, the McCrays in the house talking about are miracles, devils, angels, and spiritual warfare real? That is our topic. Of course, we may talk about things like soul ties and, and different things that you see on the little promo there. We may get into that as well. But right now, we're just kind of just talking about what is the spiritual, natu- uh, what is the supernatural, and what is the spiritual realm, and what all does that mean? Kind of a one on one. But brother uh, Kenwin Casterberry, any questions or comments on anything you've heard so far? Uh, not necessarily on what I heard so far, uh, but I am kind of holding in reserve. Uh, uh, well, some questions I got for uh, the McCray. Um, well, dealing with the uh, demons and for the spiritual realm, it's hard to know who's who sometimes. Um, now, let me, let me clarify. I when I when I was born again, uh, I, I attempted to you know follow all the rules or trying to you know the best of my ability and uh, telling everyone about it and things and. Uh, I even fasted for the first time in my life, and uh, I was really giving it 100% trying to walk this walk. And uh, all of a sudden, I I really kind of felt this negative energy. Uh, I say negative to be kind of polite about it, but uh, I would just deem it like this evil spirit, uh, evil thought, uh, you know, just come over me. And as I like, what am I thinking about? And going through that little phase, I kind of seen it kind of uh, attempting to discredit 
uh, uh, my name, like on the job or something, something happens, and everybody looking at me, like, I'm like, what that, what is that all about? You know, incidents that pop up out of nowhere on me. And, uh, and I kind of felt like I was being attacked, you know, spiritually attacked. And, and I kind of took it as confirmation that I must be on the right path if, you know, saying if I'm being attacked. Uh, so I guess I'm following my question up to ask the McCrae is, uh, there's a scripture talking about, uh, 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 resist the devil and he will flee from you. My question is, how, how long would that, or is that like ongoing throughout your, you know, existence or is it just temporarily or would he constantly be coming back or... I wanted them to kind of talk about that type of, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, dealing with the spiritual realm, the negative spirits that seem to come for you. Okay, and before I, we do that, that, before we do that, brother Kenwin, you said you had a couple of questions, so listen to me, please. My advice to you is to let them hit that the question you just gave them. And then ask the next question, because they may move on to something else and it may not be related to the other question. So get all your questions out, and then once you, they finish with you and any callers on the line, anybody want to ask them McCurry something, this is the time to press one, because they're going to go another 20 minutes and uh, uninterrupted, maybe short interruptions. We, we, we will allow short interruptions, clarification, like what did you mean by when you said that, you know, um, like I did with the whole thing with um, – uh, earlier when I was talking about the audible voice. No more than about maybe a minute, brothers and sisters, and then we let them go. We want them to flow tonight. So please hold that other question. Uh, Pastor Ronnie or Pastor Cassandra, please address the brother, and then we're going to let him ask enough, the other question, and then we'll let y'all flow again for like 20 minutes uninterrupted, unless we have other hands that go up. Again, folks, if you're on the phone lines and you want to get in on this, press 1. Okay, I'm not going to keep... I'm not going to beg for hands to go up tonight, but I just want to remind everybody to press 1, and we'll get you on. If you're listening online, you want to ask them a crazy question, not a problem. Call that number right in front of you, 914-205-5590. Again, you've turned to the Fire Swiss on Network. we got them a crazy in the house. Go right ahead, uh, Pastor Ronnie or Sister Cassandra. Right. Well, you know, the scriptures tell us that um – you know, that we are to uh, tell the devil. We're supposed to talk back to the devil. You know, we act like we're scared of the devil sometimes. You know, if you can rebuke the devil, right, you can rebuke him, and you can resist him, the Bible says. So if you resist the devil, the Bible says he has to flee. Why? Because you are a child of God, and you have the power of God living within you. Now, if we don't know scripture, we don't know to tell the devil to flee. Get out of my house. Get out of my life. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my child. We have to be saying these things, and he must go. But the Bible also says that he flees for a season. See, he flees for a season, but at least he has to give you some relief. Right? So he may try to come back another day, but the whole, the whole point is for us to pass these tests. Because when we pass these tests, we feel more confident about our walk with God. 
and God can trust us with um, even more than what he's given us this far. So, no, those things are not ongoing. At least they shouldn't be. But if we never resist the devil, if we never rebuke the devil, right, put him in his place, he has no jurisdiction over us. We are of the kingdom of God. We are citizens of heaven, right? And therefore, we have the power to tell him to flee. Amen. And so whenever you do that, we just, it, it just doesn't, when we're in the heat of the moment or in the, we, when people say we well, can't see the forest for the trees, when we're in the forest, a lot of times we don't remember to use the weapons of warfare that God has given to us, right? It's kind of hard to have those things to come back to you, you know, at those times that we're, you know, being traumatized, you know. And so, but when we do, when it does come back to our remembrance, that's what they talk about, the rhema, right? When it comes back to your remembrance, then you know what to do. You know what to say. The Holy Spirit's going to bring back up those those scriptures and everything. But the, the thing is, just like we talked about the last time, being a doctor, I don't want a doctor who has not been to medical school. You know what I mean? Or at least they had some training of some sort. I'm not saying that, if, you know, there are a lot of uh, holistic doctors out there who may not have gone there, but they've studied just as much as any uh, person who has gone to university. But I, we need for them to have some training, and therefore we need to have the training, and we need to be ready by knowing the word of God. It is so important. The more word we have, the more secure we are, right? So that's the way you combat it. And so you just have to remember so you can quickly, quickly get the devil off your back, right? Because we don't want you walking around, you know, the woman with the issue of blood. How long did she have the issue of blood, right? It was too long, 12, 13 years. So it was a long time. So, uh, you know, if she could have told the the devil to uh, rebuke the devil and told him to flee, leave my body in the name of Jesus, you know, she could have been delivered a lot sooner, so, but of course, you know, Jesus was just there. They didn't have the revelation that we have today in the New Testament. So, but now we know what to do. So if there's anything that's plaguing you in your life, write them all down. And then you start rebuking them in your prayer and casting them down and casting them out of your life, right, so that they don't bother you again. And so that's that's the thing that I would say about that. You have anything to add? Yeah, you know, uh, when Jesus was in the in the wilderness in his temptations, he spoke back to the enemy. See, we have to speak to the enemy. Jesus has given us authority here to combat everything that the enemy has done or said to us. The scripture says to submit to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from us. See, we have to basically take to heart what we read. We should believe it. That's why he calls us believers, because we are believing in a word that he has told us to do. He told us to speak over the situations that are at hand. He says we fight not against flesh and blood, but against uh, uh principalities, powers, uh, uh, spiritual wickednesses in high places, and all those things of the enemy. See, they operate in the spirit realm, but he tells us uh, 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 to, to, to not fight against the flesh and the blood that they may come up against us, like you, uh, like you were saying that uh, 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 on the job, was it? 
to where uh, or you were uh, 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 excuse me I'm just we need to fight in the spirit realm to well, where when those things come when those things come we speak we're speaking into the spiritual realm see we're speaking in supernaturally now we're not speaking in yes we're speaking naturally but we have to, but we're speaking in in, in in our authoritative spiritual uh, voices to where the enemy has to uh, uh, listen to us because you are a you are a child of God and God said to rebuke the enemy and he shall flee from you. He did the same thing with Jesus. He left he left Jesus for a season, but he came back because we're still operating here in the natural. But he will yeah. always try to come back. Go ahead. Well, let me do this, Brother Ronnie. Uh, uh, I want to know if the Brother uh, brother Ken, uh, Kenwin is getting any uh, uh, clarity, and then we have a hand of John. Brother John have a question or comment, and then we want you all to answer that. And after you all address them, uh, we're going to uh, take a break, and then we want to hear Brother Kenwin's second question after the break. Okay, if that's okay with you all. And then y'all can just flow for 20 minutes uninterrupted, unless I say unless it's really minor, uh, minor clarification interruption, and that's okay. Y'all can do that. But let's go to Brother Kenwin this time. Brother Kenwin, is any of it making sense? Do you need it more practical? Do you, would you know how to, if the show ended right now, do you know what Sister Cassandra and Pastor, uh, the, these pastors were saying about resisting the devil? Do you understand? Uh yeah yeah uh and basically uh to my understanding what I believe I got from him was uh, speaking back uh calling it out when you sense it uh and they saying that it's uh have spiritual applications to where yeah it's our natural voice but in a spiritual sense that entity would definitely understand you know that I mean business and in the name of the Most High you know what I'm saying it'll flee from me. A lot sooner than just living with a day to day uh fighting against it, you know uh that's basically what i uh, I'm getting to that, and I'd like to add this too before I go to Brother John. remember brothers and sisters, brother what Brother Kingwin is saying, he just described the life of a believer oftentimes people don't believe in devils because they're not a threat to the enemy's camp when you start really getting down to kingdom business. You are going to find the devil. Don't worry about the devil. He will find you when you find Christ, when you find kingdom. When you start doing kingdom work, you will be. You will not be sitting up saying, I don't believe in no devil. Any time a believer says that to me or somebody say, I'm a believer and I don't know about all this, okay, that just tells me they're not hitting the right thing. Because when you go out and you're really winning people for the most high, through the gospel, and not just staying at the door of Christ. Y'all not going to throw me on that bus no more because I, we go into weightier matters on this show and say, oh, y'all don't left Christ, because that's part of the enemy's job, too. Because I, I don't people might say, what do you mean the enemy's job? If the enemy can keep you just saying, just, and I'm not saying the enemy is pumping salvation, but what I'm trying to say is there's too many believers don't they're not good for anything after they get saved 
You can't. They can't talk about nothing in the world. They can't hold no political office. They can't. They just say, if they die, they're going to be with the Father. But that is not what the Father came for. It's throw away the Bible, except Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Throw away the rest. Forget about Acts. Forget about Daniel. Forget about Ezekiel. Forget about Revelation. Forget about anything remotely talking about the latter days. Don't talk about Christ coming back. Don't talk about his kingdom. Don't talk about authority. Don't talk about the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, you, you just say, you believe in Christ, you accept him, and I'm not belittling that. That's the door. We all have to go there. I'm not knocking it. I'm not trivializing it. It is the cornerstone. It's my cornerstone. It's my confession. But I suffer in this life if I just stay at that door and don't learn the way the amount of thoughts they be transformed. Well, what's the transformation going to be about? We've got a lot of stuff that we got to throw up and learn. So anyway, I just want to just say this. When you're a believer, you will suffer for Christ's sake. Some of this suffering is just because of what's in you. You house the Holy Spirit. And when you go around these spirits, Brother Kenwin, and callers and listeners, you shake up places when you just go there. I'm not talking about when you're doing stupid stuff. I'm talking about when you're just simply minding your own kingdom business. You are a threat. Demons are going to say something. Don't mean you have to cast them out. Just address the person you're talking to. Ignore the spirit. Bind it in your, in your, under your breath. You know, a person just coming at you. is something in them. So what I do, Brother Kenwin, and then we're going to see Brother John, if I perceive, I bind the spirit in the person. Now, sometimes the person pisses me off, and I just flake out and trip out, just like a lot of y'all do, and just say, I don't want to be around that person. Just re- re- relieve my duties, be rebellious. I don't tell them nothing because I'm pissed off at them, and I just let the devil do whatever he's going to do with them. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I do that. That's when I'm in the flesh. That's when I'm not walking according to the scriptures, and I lose, and I strongly recommend you not do that because you will lose too. And then I look up two or three years later, I ain't spoke to this person. And so then I have to go and repent and apologize. I always try to I always make it right with these people, but sometimes I go through a long time before that happens. Don't do that, brothers and sisters. Don't do that. When you see the enemy, I don't care how much somebody make you upset, just know it's not them, it's the enemy. Take authority over it. I say now. I say, Satan, evil spirits. I take authority over you. When I see the enemy coming, I bind the enemy, and then I try to talk to that person about the goodness of the Father, because the Bible says the goodness of the Father leads the soul to repentance. So I start telling my testimony, not in some formal way, just kind of in a casual way. And they say, "Man, it's," they'll say, "Man, it's effed up. This, this job is." You know how they talk, not me, just being real. And I say, well, yeah, it's a lot of challenges we have, brothers and sisters, but you know the Father give us glory. Father give us a power over that. And they look at me cock-eyed. Oh, my bad, my bad, you know. I say, no, you, you, you're you, fine, you're fine. I want them to be comfortable because then they won't talk to they're comfortable. They already know not to curse. Just based upon how I just came. But I mean, you ain't got to say, don't be cursed around me. Just be you. They won't curse around you. And then I share. Next time I see him, I share again. I'm addressing. You know, you can't go casting out spirits out of people that choose to live for the devil. It's a whole another conversation. Let's go to Brother John. You can bind the enemy to where the spirit can hear, to where the person can hear. Brother John, your line is open. Um, 
Go ahead, yes. brother. It's now open, rather. It's, okay, go right ahead with the questions for our guests. All right. Well, actually, I have a comment. I want to say hi to the to the McCrae's first, Brother Kenwin. And my comment is more specific to what Brother Kenwin is saying because I feel like it's very important that we set the proper expectation. And that expectation is this. Yes, we have the authority. Yes, we have the blood of Christ. And we have the ability to speak specifically against Satan and the demonic presences that uh, we deal with. However, at the same time, it's important to understand that the Messiah was given the spirit without measure, and he had just a voracious prayer life and fasting life. And so if we're not doing the same things in our prayer life, in our fasting life, singing hymns, we cannot expect the same power that you may have seen Christ operating in. And furthermore, I think it's also important to understand that there was a time when the Apostle Paul spoke of a thorn in the flesh. This is in Corinthians. Uh, and Paul, <laughs> Paul had a spirit that was troubling him. And he said that he went to the Most High God three times about this. And what the Most High told him is that my grace is sufficient. Now, for a lot of Christians today, that would be unacceptable. Look, I'm dealing with this situation. And the reason why I bring this up is because if, if we think that it's all peaches and cream in this wall, it's not the... The Paul actually called it a thorn in the flesh. And if we go back to Joshua, Joshua told them that if you did not eradicate these tribes that, he, that you've been told to eradicate out of Canaan land, that they will become what? Thorns in the flesh. That's the connection. That's the, the shadow, if you will. And so they fought. The Philistines, they fought the, the, the Amorites, the Amalekites. They fought them being there every season. So you will be able to tell the, the demonic spirit, go. But just because they come back doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. No, that's part of the struggle. That is just part of living in the spirit. That's just part of it. And so you should be having your battles pretty regular because Every time that it was time for the kings to go out to war, they went out to war. Sometimes they won, sometimes they didn't win. So I just say that because it's important to set that expectation because when I was a young man of God, so to speak, I felt like because I couldn't win this particular battle as if God didn't have my back and I'm doing something wrong. No, that is the walk. That's the way it works. And that's, well, I don't want to call it my opinion. Everything I said, I can back up with the word, but I would like to just get that out. Thank you for letting me get that out there. Well, I'd like for the McCrae's to answer, to comment on that, and I want them to go for a while, but I just want to, I want them to comment, uh, and then we'll take a break after they come. But I want to comment really quick, if they don't mind, uh, just me jumping in here really quickly. Again, y'all, I'm 
I'm answering the calls, but I'm also a contributor as well. But the McCrays are the chief contributor. They're going to talk to Lawrence. But really quick, Brother John, I just want to say this to you really quickly before we go to the McCrays. Then we'll take a break after that. Uh, Apostle Paul did have a thorn in the flesh, and this is what I tell people whenever they say, uh, so talking about this, these kinds of things we're talking about tonight, and they start mentioning this thorn, this is what I like to say to them. And maybe this will help you if you even need help, or Brother Kenwin, if he has the same concern that you just said, or any of the callers, people listening. Do it, be Paul. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Okay, you say, well, brother, I got a thorn. All right. I know them are crazy. It's not going to say what I'm saying. I'd be shocked if they, if they back this. But this is Brother Seth talking. Okay, have your thorn. But at the same time, about the most high as much as Paul did. Be given the fasting as much as Paul did. If a viper bites you, be able to say you shuck it off in the fire like Paul did. Be able to lay hands on the sick like Paul did. Follow him. Have your thorn in the flesh. Okay? What people try to do, Brother John, I know it's not doing it, so just take Brother John, set him out of this conversation right now. He's not doing this, but a lot of times when people bring up Pastor Paul, they're almost trying to say, we can't walk like that now. And Brother John is not saying that. Oh, well, I already know. He went to ORU. I mean, give me a break. Believe in miracles. But people do use Pastor Paul to try to act like we can't operate in that. Brothers and sisters, this man had a thorn in the flesh, whatever it was, but this man shook up the world with his teaching. This man produced people that turned this world upside down. Now, it wasn't him. It was the Father using him. This is why I don't like the disrespect of Paul. Go do what he did. Go do what he did. Those of you that say, oh, well, he, okay, People want to talk about Peter. Oh, Peter didn't do this, Peter didn't do that. Not a problem. Just go walk on water. Come back and holler at me after you walk on water. Well, he sunk. Okay, take the two steps he took and then come back and holler at me. The other thing I want to say, now this is Brother John. That was to everybody, but this is Brother John. Brother John, as far as the kings, how the armies went out of the house, some of it they lost. Sometimes they lost. Sometimes they didn't lose. I mean, you know how, how the kings went out. Israel never lost a battle. Unless they didn't do it the Father's way. That's why Saul would seek the priests. Should we go up or should we not? If they say go up, you'll be victorious. They never was not victorious. Listen to the prophets that, you know, that were speaking for the Father. I'm not talking about the, the Father. They said go up the one time. They said, oh, go up, you'll be blessed. Not them. But whenever they spoke the word of the Father and they said go up, you'll be blessed, they won. Every single time. We can have the victory. We're not going to have the victory. I understand that. Because we're going to be knuckleheads and not going to listen. But if we listen to the Most High, we can be victorious every single time. Do I have the victory every single time? No. I get my butt I get my butt whooped because I get in the flesh like I just told y'all. Sometimes people personally I take up I take things personal instead of taking understanding what I just I'm a hypocrite at times. I just told Brother Kenwin, 
you know, when these enemies come after you, they're attacking the Christ in you. But sometimes I forget that, and I take it personal. And when I take it personal, I don't rebuke that enemy in them. I take it personal. You see what I'm saying? But if I follow the Spirit and understand, Brother Seth, it's not you after it's the Christ in you, and I attack that Spirit, I'm victorious too. Brother John, I think you were saying something then. Yeah. But, uh, go ahead. There's two times where they sought the Lord and lost the battle. And that's, that's in Judges. And if you recall, Did the father tell him to go up? A man, Did the father yes, tell him to go up? Yes, told him twice. Twice. The father told him to go up? He told them twice. To go up. Now, it's Hold not, on a second, brother. Yes, hold on. Twice. Hold on, hold on, because you're building. You're building real quick. Did the father tell him to go up and they be victorious? Yes, they lost twice. Okay, I need the you to show me in the scriptures. Hold on, because this is a no-brainer, just for me anyway, and for you. If the Father told Israel, go to war and you'll be victorious, and they lost, they did everything he told them they lost, you need to tell me what that is in the scripture, please. I will not. However, you can go find it. Well, if, hold, on, hold on, hold on a second. Brother John. You got the mic. You got the mic. We're not rushing you, co-host. We're not rushing you. People need to know because if the father well, said, they- "Go up, <laughs> Israel, and fight with this group, and you're gonna be victorious," and they didn't, and they didn't, I'm not being facetious or anything. I'm being as honest as I can. I don't know. But Maybe I'm you're right. It was what I'm trying to tell you. It was a precarious situation. Who they were going to fight was Israel, and if you recall the story, there was a man who had taken his concubine with him, and he initially been at his father's house, or the concubine's father's house. They left late in the day, and when as they were traveling, as you well know, you do not stop into a stranger's land. You only go to the children of Israel, no matter what that tribe was. I want to say that the, where they stopped was at the, the tribe of Benjamin, if I'm not mistaken. And when they stopped there, they were welcomed into the house of a man who was coming in from the field from work. He had provender for the, uh, for the horses or the camels or whatever they were working with, and he invited them into his house. Similar to Sodom and Gomorrah, the men of Benjamin to set the house and said, bring out the concubine or the, or the man or whatever. And the man gave him the concubine. They abused her all night long. And when he got up that morning, she was dead. He put her on his mule. He went back to his land. He cut her body up into 12 pieces and sent them all to the, the other tribes of Israel. And they said, Israel gathered together. They said, never have you seen anything like this before. So all of the other tribes got together to fight against Benjamin. They went up and they sought the Lord. The Lord said, go up. They went up. Benjamin put foot to behind and they came back to the camp weeping before the, before the ark. And they asked the second day, shall we go up against our brother Benjamin? And he said, go up. They went up Second day, Benjamin put foot to behind, and they came back. And the third day, they kind of like, look, we 
gone up these two days and we've, we've lost, should we go up against our brother Benjamin? And on the third day, he said, go up because I will hand Benjamin into your hand. And that's when they beat them. So that's the reason why I was trying to tell you that it was a precarious situation because they were not going up against the strangers. They were, they were going up against themselves. Okay. Because Benjamin was one of the 12 tribes. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out for a second. I heard that. I heard you. And I want them crazy to get in here and, and respond to it. We're going to take a break. But, Brother John, to me, I look at this like this. There was a war with the Benjamites that lasted three different sessions. They always been fighting one day. Okay. One day they lost. If you can say that, because the battle was not over, the next day they fought. It's like World War One, World War Two with America. They may fight. Don't they, do that, sir. They lost. Hear me out. Hear me out. When we tell that story, in the end, they was victorious over Benjamin. I want to ask you a question. What are you trying to say in your overall saying? Because what we're saying is miracles are real. And McCrace, please give me a, just just be patient with me. What are you trying to say, Brother John? Because we've had shows, and whenever we talk about miracles, devils, angels, the power of God, you'll say, oh, I believe in it, but I want to talk about those people that are not, op- op- they have ulterior motives. So you try to talk about, you say, you, you, you believe, you say, I went to ORU, and I've seen the crooked, and I've seen the righteous, I've seen, but what are you really trying to say? This is, because i got to just be honest with you. It sounds like this. I believe, but people are, are, are around on here. On the contrary. Hold on a second. Hold on. On the contrary. I, I got to get this out. I got to get this out because I'm tired of playing around with this. And I'm crazy. I just got to do this. Y'all, please be patient with me. I promise you after this, McCray's going to roll all the way. And they got, you know, as a matter of fact, we won't even take that long of a break. We're just making make 30 seconds because I want them to be able to talk at least 20 more minutes uninterrupted. Brother John, this is what I have to say to you. We are trying to, on these four shows, to talk about the power of the Most High to the degree people will leave this show believing God and saying, I'm, I got cancer, and they gave me six months, but I've been listening to this show, and I think I... But when people come on, they want to show how this time it didn't work or that time it didn't work, which there's always going to be somebody they didn't work on. They already know that because it ain't working on them. That's why they listen to the first place. They already know about the times you pray you don't get it. So we're trying to explain why they didn't get it. So I want to know what is it when you, that you're hearing that you're really trying to say to us, please. One moment. All right. Thank you for holding. Seth. I am very specific in the things that I say, and I do not miss my words. And it bothers me that you couldn't make heads or tails of what I stated because at the outset, I made it perfectly plain, plain that what I was trying to do is set the proper expectation. If a person goes out tomorrow under the impression I can just battle with any demonic spirit, spirit or I can do the things that I saw the Messiah do or the disciples do in the Bible, and you have not put the time in to build yourself up in your spirit, 
covering yourself with that spiritual weaponry, you will be disappointed and they will be looking at you, Seth. Well, Seth, you said. Seth, you said. And all I'm trying to say is, like, look, Christ was given the spirit without measure. Do you know any other saint who got it, got it that way? The answer is none. He got, he got it without measure. Well, what do we do? We have to pray. We have to fast, put on that spiritual armor. We have to sing hymns. That's how we continue to build ourselves up in the spirit. And then I gave you the example of Paul. Well, you know Paul did these things. But even Paul had a spirit that beset him. So it bothers me that you don't see what I'm saying. Is I'm saying it very plainly. I'm not trying to take the faith away from anyone. I'm not trying to be contrary to the praise or you or what you're saying. All I'm saying is that, hey, it's a process. It's a spiritual realm that most of us do not understand in its entirety. And you do, you do not just roll off into this thing as if, you know, you're a Bathe in Christ, and you have not been taken under the wings of someone who taught you how to get your knuckle game on. That's all I'm trying to say. The only reason why we got off track as it pertained to the, um, uh, the, the story in Judges is because you said that God has never had Israel go out and fight and they lose a battle. And I'm saying, yeah, there was an instance. And before I could explain to you that it was a precarious situation because they were not fighting their normal enemies, you were, you were going on and explaining whatever you were explaining. And I'm trying to say, like, look, those are two examples of God sending up all of Israel minus one to go fight against the Benjamites, and he told them to go, and they lost. So that's well, what I'm but John, let me just say this, and we'll get to McCray's on. I appreciate you saying what you're saying, but let me just say this to you. And McCray's, I really hope they understand the spirit by which I'm saying I'm not. This is how we do on this show. We're not arguing the same brother be calling next week. We cool. I'll probably call cool. him after the show. This is just how we do, okay? This is just how we do. Y'all, you know, hopefully y'all can roll with us. Brother John, all I'm saying is this. When, when you call, I promise you, it's just sound like, hey, hold on, y'all. With all these miracles, let me just tell y'all, there's a lot of phonies out there, and let me tell y'all when it didn't work, and let me tell you about this one time in the Bible when it did work. My point is this. This is just all I'm saying to you. We do shows, a lot of shows, where we talk about the enemy. We talk about white supremacy. We talk about what the enemy is doing in the world, and, and all types of stuff happening in our realm, in our country. And sometimes, like my wife said, y'all don't dwell on the solution enough. That's what she said. So I'm inviting on the McCrays, and I tell them, hey, can y'all share firsthand miracles where we can spark the faith and let people know we're not in the hands of these people. We're in the hands of the Most High. So that's all I'm saying, and I just want to produce a show, y'all. Y'all hear my heart. You hear Brother John's heart. So I'm not trying to put him down. It's not my show like that. But I just want to present power tonight. I want to do a show of force. So... The McCrays, you've heard this exchange. I, I'm sure you hear both of our hearts. I would love to know y'all's comments, and we'll take a little short break, and we're going to let y'all free flow without any interruptions, not even a little short interruptions because of the time, and I know that y'all have to go at 10 o'clock. So please go ahead and respond, and we'll take a break after maybe about two or three minutes of y'all uh, responding to what you've heard. 
Okay, well, the first thing I want to respond to, I believe it's very important that we always provide scripture. But we know that there are many, many stories that are in the scriptures, and they don't all apply to the same situation. Every situation is different. So I believe that God has shared these stories so that um, the things that we are going through, we can identify when we are in those situations. Okay, so the first thing I did want to address, um, I wanted to go back to um, Brother uh, Curran for just a second because I want him to know this as well about um, his situation. What do we do? Um, do we just Are we going to consistently be attacked uh, by the enemy when we are under spiritual attack? And I just wanted to remind him that Jesus, uh, during the time that, Je- uh, that Jesus went up into the wilderness, that the Spirit sent Jesus up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, the, uh, Jesus was tempted three times in a row during that situation while he was fasting, <laughs> you know. So he had prayed and had fasted. But the prayer and the fasting is to, uh, to, to build up your spirit. And die to flesh. So your spirit is the one that's heightened and your spirit and your flesh is weak so that you'll be able to respond in the right way. Well, what did Jesus tell him? In uh, verse 10, it says, get out of here. Or um, let's read King James. Uh, it says, then says Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan. Right? Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. So Jesus, each time that the enemy uh, came to him and, and tried to tempt him, he responded with the word of God, the truth of God. That was the power that he had during that time. That's why when we're praying and we're fasting that we should, um, you know, when we're fasting, it's a good idea to start reading your Bible because your spirit is really open to receive that and holds on to that. Verse uh, 11, uh, this is in Matthew 4, uh, Matthew 4, verses 10 and 11. But verse 11 says, then the devil leaves him, and behold, angels came to minister unto him. And so that that portion right there, you know that uh, after three times that the, the enemy attempted to, um, to uh, tempt Jesus, that he left for the season, right? And then just like Pastor was talking about with his angelic encounter, then the angels came to minister unto him. That's what it reminds me of when Pastor Ronnie was talking about his angelic encounter, that the angels would come and minister to you after you went through something like that, right? Um, then the other thing, um, uh, this was Brother John, uh, Yes, you know, we, we have these thorns. There's some things, you know, um, some things we're born with, you know, that may actually be in the natural. We are in a fallen world, and some things uh, may happen that we're even actually born with that God may heal or change or may not change. But this is what the Scripture says about some of those things. I can't, I'm not going to sit and just accept a thorn without asking. Now, Paul did ask, but if that thorn was there um, for a purpose, then God is not going to necessarily take away that thorn. But here's what he does say in 1 Corinthians um, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. It says, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but with uh, the temptation also make a way to escape, 
that ye may be able to bear it. So the, the thing about it, it's not about whether or not you have a, um, you have a thorn. It's about what, what you're going to do with it. He says my grace is sufficient for a reason. He says he's going to be able, you're going to be able to bear it. But if you're not, he's going to always provide a way of escape. So, you know, that's the thing that we need to be looking at uh, and not necessarily holding on to the thorn. But like you said, uh, like Seth was saying, that the power, uh, do those things. Keep on operating under the power of God, and then those thorns, you don't even recognize those thorns anymore. They're not even an issue because you're, it's like having blinders on. You've got to keep focusing on the things that God has before you and keep doing the things that the devil is trying to distract you from. The thorn is supposed to be a distraction. So I don't, I don't think that's a good uh, 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 example as to how these things want, as if God won't answer the prayer. I think that if the thorn is there, God says you can bear it. Right, that's a, that's a thorn that you can bear. And um, I want to give one more scripture here that's in John 14, uh, verse 12. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believe on me, the works that I do, he do also, and greater works th- than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So that doesn't tell us that we've got to have a greater prayer life to, than Paul. We have to have a fast more than Paul. It doesn't compare us to Paul. All we have to do is believe and receive the Holy Spirit so that we can be empowered to carry those things out. So it's not a comparison. We don't have to follow him as he followed Christ, yes, but that doesn't mean that we have to be Paul, right? God has given certain people certain gifts. And so whatever your gifts are, you flow in those gifts that God has given unto you. He says, greater works shall I be able to do. And I think I heard someone, I think that was probably John, that Jesus, you know, uh, Jesus uh, was, was fully God as if he had some, uh, some power greater than we had. But Jesus, the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus. And the Holy Spirit descends upon us, and he says, we shall be able to do the works that he did, and greater works shall we do. And so we've got to remember that in, uh, in uh, uh, that's why it's so important to have those scriptures ready and available, and that's why I said the rhema will always bring back those scriptures to you so that we can get people on the right track and so that we don't want to have anybody, the whole point I'm, I'm thinking of this show is to show people that the supernatural is real, that God still is working miracles. And so these are the scriptures that we have to be ready to combat the enemy with. We've got to have these scriptures in our arsenal and ready to uh, uh, rebuke if we need to. Because God, I mean, this is the thing that we have. We have these things, and I don't want anybody doubting that they have these things. When Jesus has said, greater work shall you do. Amen. Amen. Oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. Let me get uh, the judges. Um, the, the issue about the judges is just as Seth had said, it was a multiple-day uh, uh, occurrence. And in Judges, uh, verse 23, uh, Well, let me read verse 24. Judges 20, verse 24, it says, On the second day, the Israelites advanced against the Benjamites. 
so that and that was right after verse 23. Verse 23 did say, and uh, uh, and the Lord answered, go up against them. When the Lord did answer them, when the Lord answered them and said, go up against them, in verse 24, it says, on the second day, the Israelites advanced against the Benjamites. So it was at God's uh, instruction for them to go up that they that they were victorious. So, and that's why you know, I appreciate Brother Seth in saying that the uh, this, uh, asking where do we get these things because we need to be forthcoming with scriptures so that people can know and uh, not be um, uh, on, on shaky ground because, you know, what do I believe? Who do I believe? Do I believe this or do I believe that? We've got to support what we say with the word of God. And I want to interject about Paul. Excuse me for one second. I just want to interject about Paul, and there's a scripture that's in Second Second Corinthians, not yes, Second Corinthians, chapter twelve, verse seven. And saw Paul's thorn in the flesh. It was a messenger of Satan to uh, uh, to buffet Paul because of the, the the knowledge that Paul had. And as you and I grow in the scriptures, guess who's going to be uh, uh, poking us in the side because we have the knowledge to stop him in his tracks. So that's why the Paul had that thorn in the flesh. It was a messenger of Satan. And the more and more that we increase, you and I, uh, my wife and I, or everybody who's on the line, as we increase in the word of God and in the knowledge and the weapons that we have, guess who's going to come up against us to resist us in every area where we walk in? He's going to come to stop us no matter where. If we have a shipwreck, he's going to, after we get out of the shipwreck, he's going to send a viper through some fire. And after we shake off the, uh, uh, the viper in the fire, he's going to send something else to try to stop us from doing his will. Doing the will of God. Mm-hmm. Well, let me say this really quickly because uh, John is a co-host. It's not like he's a caller. So let me do this because we used to everybody go back and forth, back and forth. We don't do that no more. We let somebody go the longest, like, and that's y'all tonight. So let me give him any quick, Brother John, please make it less than like a minute, if you have anything to say to what you've heard so far quickly. Brother John. Um, I said all that needs to be said. Um, Like I said, I'm pretty specific in the things that I say. And at the end of the day, Brother Kenwin's statement is what made me say that, which is if you have someone who's asking a question such as, I'm trying to do this right thing, but if the battle is getting hard and it's getting tough and I fail at times, there's a reason why. <laughs> and I believe I pointed out that reason. Thanks. Okay, Brother Kenwin, you heard what Brother John just said? You heard... Uh, the uh, uh, explanation by the McCrae's. Any quick comment in less than a minute, please. Uh, no, I appreciate it. It's all uh, received and taken in, and I do feel a little bit better uh, equipped. Uh, thank you all, and uh, I'll close it down. Wow. Well, y'all, let me do this. Uh, the McCrae's and uh, callers, again, if you want to get in on this, uh, we, we're wrapping up, but we will take a quick question or comment uh, from any of you on the phone lines. Don't be intimidated. Don't be, don't be afraid. We won't laugh at you. We don't have it like that. None of us is that bright. I know I'm not. Uh, so nothing is beneath us. Please, 
press one and we'll bring you on. If you listen to the phone lines, remember at ten o'clock we're gonna drop you uh plus we're gonna be ending the show anyway, but uh you may wanna call the phone number if you wanna keep listening. We may roll over just a little bit. We'll just let them crazy decide that. I promise them twenty minutes uninterrupted. It's nine forty three. I think what I'm gonna do is skip the break. Um uh uh, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra, can we take about a minute break? I'd like to um, really um, turn my computers off and on, please, if you don't mind. I want to be able to go, 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 go hands ahead. going up. We are right now. Sure, Right okay with break? All right. Folks, let's take a little quick break, and we'll be right back. Again, you've tuned to the Five Suits on Network. We t- we're dealing with uh, the miraculous. We're talking about devils, angels, spiritual warfare, and more. We'll be right back. You know it's written that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to those who endure to the end. And I shall endure, for I trust in him. Hear me now. I'm too far on this path to turn around. I won't let the tests and trials weigh me down. I will serve with all my heart, and I will press Oh, 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 oh. 
And yes, we do trust Yah of Israel. Hallelujah. That's all the song is saying. Yes, I trust you, Yah. Brothers and sisters, again, I want to thank you for your time tonight. Tune to the Five Songs on Network. We have on the McCrazy. We're going to go back to the phone lines and uh, bring them back on. I want to ask them before they get going uh, if they're interested in doing these shows uh, on Sundays. I had, uh, we got to get Barbara Lashua in here some kind of way, but uh, we're just working this out and trying to be led to the Spirit. The McCrazy line is open. Let me just ask you, and we can talk offline if you need to. If you just say we talk offline, we can do that. But are y'all interested in coming on and doing the part five? Because this is really, really good. I'm really blessed by what y'all are sharing tonight. Are y'all able to come on maybe Sundays and talk about this for a season? Did I catch you? As long as we've got material, uh, you know, as long because, you know, uh, we've got – Several things, you know, it's really interesting how we start talking about these things, and we don't, we haven't realized how many encounters that we've had, you know, that are uh, of this uh, spiritual, uh, from the spiritual realm, that are serving as examples. Um, so, you know, yeah, we actually had four examples set up for tonight, just because you've got four areas, you know, angels, demons, miracles, and spiritual warfare. We had something in all of these areas. Um, for tonight, but, you know, for the sake of time, you know, uh, I, we just wanted to go through one and get um, the feedback uh, from everybody, so that's... Well, so I'll let you lead out. I'll let you lead out, but just know this, and I'm letting, I'm doing this before the callers and everybody, you're welcome to come on Sunday nights and talk about this. I promise you, I want people to know on this network that we do believe in miracles. The Father is real. We're not under the control of uh, uh, whatever powers on this earth that we have nine gifts of the spirit when the spirit moves on us we have angels and you guys are examples i talk about things oh, i've been talking about since 2011 miracles everybody heard from me about it, but i want them to hear fresh voice so go right ahead and i just we'll talk more about that and y'all just stay posted because i'm definitely going to try to have them on and uh, we can talk about whatever, whatever, whatever they want to talk about. Be it soul ties, familiar spirits. I don't even know if they can go into those areas, but this, that's all spiritual warfare. So, anyway, McCrae's, um, we'll talk more about that off the air. But go right ahead. The show is in your hand. Okay. Well, I just wanted to um, tell um, a couple of stories in one <laughs> because um, it goes to show how we miss opportunities. So I think it's very important for us to know and understand that sometimes we miss the mark. Sometimes we don't see what God is showing us. And that happened to us the very first time um, that we were presented with an opportunity to cast out a devil. So I had just received my call into ministry, and I had to, I woke up that morning, I couldn't sleep at night, I had, I, I was tossing and turning, and I told my husband to pray for me, because I could not sleep, I had an issue um, online with one of my childhood friends, who had, uh, who, you know, was making comments about, um, what did Jesus say about homosexuality, and then she had a meme or something with an open Bible, and it was blank, as if he said nothing about it. So we had a, a, a conversation about that, and I didn't feel good about that. I felt really bad about it because this was my friend, right? I'm like, I didn't want to have to tell her that, but, uh, but you know, I had to. But at the same time, it was really strange that, you know, she called me back the next day and invited us to her house, and, and we thought, 
okay, uh, well, I said, I've received my call and everything. And right after I received my call, I was having a reoccurring dream um, all the time. And I'll have to tell you guys about the dream another day because, you know, for the sake of time. But uh, it was right after that, after receiving my call and me accepting the call, that she called back the next day. And she says, well, I want to invite you guys to my house. And we went out to her house. And um, she's also a, a, move, a filmmaker. And so when we went out there, she was actually doing a film. And she invited us out, and we didn't know exactly why she was inviting us out. So all kinds of things were going through our minds. We didn't know if she was inviting us out just to see um, them filming or if she was inviting us out because we had this conversation, you know, about homosexuality and she had a stepdaughter who was in that lifestyle, you know, or if she just wanted to catch up. So I just remember Pastor and I sitting in the car praying, you know, during that time, uh, you know, before you go in, any place where you go, when you're going someplace for the first time and you don't know what to expect, pray before you enter. Let the Holy Spirit go before you. Let God go before you. Because we really didn't know why we were there. But the interesting thing was, was on that day, when I accepted my call that day, God let us know what area we were going to be going into. Because while we were there, I was left alone in the kitchen with one of the actors, the main actor in her film. And I just remember he was telling me that he and his girlfriend were planning to move to California, and he had, you know, they had had so many issues and problems and everything, and, you know, money wasn't coming out right. They had been through so many disappointments, so many attempts, and it didn't happen for them. And, you know, and he fell out with his family, you know, over these things. And so me being a minister, (laughs) you know, um, evangelizing and everything else long before that, I, I said to him, I said, well, you know what? All you have to do is just go to God, you know, pray to God, and he'll give you direction. He will always direct your path. You know, if you just ask him what you should be doing, where you should go, ask him for help. And all of a sudden, the look on his face just changed. I mean, his eyes started bulging out. He turned beet red. And, I mean, you could see something welling up in him. And in this voice, this voice was very, very demonic. He says, I don't need you to talk to me about God. How dare you talk to me? And I was like, oh, my gosh, he was right up in my face. And I'm at my friend's house. I'm the only one in the kitchen with him. But at that time, Pastor Ronnie came in, and I don't know if he heard the young man, you know, speaking to me. And I don't know why you came in, but you heard him, right? Didn't you hear his voice? I did voice? not hear You didn't hear his voice. voice. But you started to hear what he was saying after you came in. Right. But I was like, oh, my gosh. And right then, I just felt this overwhelming fear. Fear just came all over me because I wasn't expecting that. And so when you don't expect things like that, guess what? You're not going to do what you know to do. And that's why I'm saying sometimes we're not going to always pass that test. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes, you know, I'm looking for my keys or whatever. You know, all I have to do sometimes is just stop and ask the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit points to my keys. You know, it's that kind of thing. When you're in the thick of things, you don't always remember. And right then and there, it was like the, it was the flesh, right? So I knew I had some building up to do in my spirit in order to be able to do these things. I'm like, God, I wasn't expecting that. But I went home and repented. 
I repented that because I and I said to myself, I said I believe we were we were there to cast that demon out of that young man. I believe we were there to cast the demon out. And we didn't actually know. Like I said, we prayed before we went in, so God will also uh, allow you to go into a situation to teach you what you need to uh, to be aware of when you go out, and especially if you're going to go out doing the work and the and, and having a calling to, to cast out certain things. He he will let you get punched in the eye, so to speak, in the spirit, so you know exactly what to do the next time around. So when we go out now, we, rec- we try to recognize those little things that he may be hinting us to do or, 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 or to work because guess what? Like I said, we fight not against flesh and blood, but if we, we fight against the spirits that are behind certain people. And a lot of times people, uh, when they start to manifest, especially when it deals with demons, they will speak through the person's voice until you get to the root uh, of that demon where he will manifest, and you will have to basically uh, uh, rely on the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide you uh, uh, through all the uh, 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 through through the truth on getting that demon delivered or getting that person to recognize that they need uh, help. Right, and so you know the thing was, you know, um, that particular situation, you know, we didn't know. Okay. Already, God is when when you accept your call, you better be ready. That's the message I got out of that. Be ready, because it was right after that, back to back, that we were having um, uh, casting out devils, and so that leads into this. So that very first time, I wanted you all to know that was a failure on my part because I didn't recognize it, and I also. Um, had fear, and I had to really pray about that. God, I didn't know you were going to be bringing us into this area, so I've got to be relieved. I can't be fearful. You can't operate and cast out demons if you're fearful. So that's the that's the um, idea I wanted you to get out of that. But then the very next one, days later, we had a friend who called us up, and she said, I need you guys to come. My daughter is in trouble. She said, I believe that my daughter has been messing around with witchcraft, and I have been trying to get her. There's something going on with her. I know she is demon-possessed. It's manifesting. She's saying things to me. She's saying weird things. She's talking in, different, in a different voice, right? And so she was recognizing uh, that it was manifesting. And so she said she took her daughter to uh, full gospel and took her daughter up to the front of the church for the man to lay hands on her and to deliver her daughter. Well, her daughter walked up to the pastor at Full Gospel here in Dallas and started telling him about his own sin life. Here we he go. Started, here we go. The, the demon in her, the demon in her started to um, reveal things about him that was going on in his Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Let me just jump in really quickly. Remember, just quick interjections, just quick. Folks, please believe what Sister Cassandra is saying. Oh, my goodness. I have never shared a story. I'm not going to do that for time's sake, but she is spot on. This happens, brothers and sisters. Go right ahead. And so 
the uh, the pastor told her to take her daughter out of there because he would because the demon was exposing him. He wasn't able to cast it out. He was afraid. And then when he heard what the what the demon was saying about him, he wanted her to take her daughter out of there. So they end up taking the daughter to the hospital. And this is why I want you guys to understand the connection between this spiritual warfare, these demon possessions, and uh, the sin life sometimes that we live, and how this stuff will manifest in our bodies physically. Because she didn't call us until her daughter was in ICU. So she went from there and brought her daughter home, and the demon started attacking her body. Her organs started to shut down, and the doctors had no explanations for it. So she called us, and she said, My, uh, I need for uh, these pastors to come in to ICU and pray for my daughter. And so they allowed us to come in the ICU, and we prayed. We didn't just pray. We came in to cast out the demon. And it wasn't just like to cast out demons. And when I tell you it was manifesting and everything, I know those people in the hospital thought something was wrong. I know they could hear the voices. I know they could hear her cursing and eyes rolling in the back of her head and all kinds. I mean, they came in, you know, because they're ICU. They have to check on her. But it was really, really disturbing to see how, uh, how much in bondage that she was. And we really had to go to battle. And when you're talking about, if you've ever watched wrestling, when they're, when they're tag teaming, we had to tag team to get in there and start praying and everything. We wore that demon down. And that demon came out of that, the, the daughter and everything. We didn't stop until we, we knew that the manifestations were gone. And that baby, she was so tired and everything, she went to sleep that night. Don't you know that they knew she was better the next day? And a couple of days later, they put her in a regular room uh, because her organs, organ operations of her organs had come back. And when her organs started to come back, then she was, um, you know, they put her in a regular room so that she could prepare to come home. And today, I mean, her life has changed totally. Sister Cassandra, can you repeat what you just said in the last 45 seconds? Can you repeat what you said last 45 seconds? I had to put Brother John and Brother Ken in the green room there for a second. I don't want them to miss out on anything. It's not fair to them. Just the last 45 seconds. Oh, yeah. Well, so uh, once we had cast out the demon that uh, she was healed, her organs, the operation of her, her organs that were failing, I'm talking about kidneys, lungs, liver, everything was shutting down on her um, because of this demon. But her, all, of the, 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 all of her use of her organs had come back, and she was doing better. And they put her in a regular room. She was eating. She was drinking. She was in her right mind, and, and they were preparing to send her home. She came home, and she's doing well today because – we understood the power of God and what God had sent us there to do. And just think about all the people who are maybe in ICU, not because of a sickness or uh, a illness, uh, but because of the manifestation of a spirit on them that needed to be cast out. But there were witnesses to that. You know, her, uh, she and her husband were both there. 
and also the doctors and nurses that were in you, you know how ICU is. All the beds are right next to each other. The only thing that separates them are curtains. And it was, it was, it got really touchy. And it went on for a long time. But, it, but the demons were cast out. And we got to recognize also that when we start to do this, we, when you have to basically still have a prayer life. And guess what? When you pray, you have to believe. So that's what we're, that's one of the things that when we pray, we just we, we're going to trust God. We have to take God at His word, and when we trust God to the point that we're going to trust Him at His word, we're going to say, God, you, since you said it, that settles it. We're not going to try to uh, 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 rationalize or, 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 or say this or that. We're just going to let God's word do what it's supposed to do. Because God said in His word when He was in the wilderness, He said. It is written, and that's all that we're going to basically talk about when we're casting out. It is written, and we're not going to try to uh, 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 rationalize something else. We're saying, Satan, it's written, get out. So, you know, that, I just wanted to talk about that failure, you know, in the first part, because we will, we won't get all of them. You know, and I repented because I felt bad because I'm like, okay, God, please send somebody else to that young man to cast that demon out because I did, we didn't take advantage of that opportunity. We missed that opportunity. But in the next one, I was ready because now I said, okay, as soon as you accept your call, God is ready to use you. And so you've got to be ready. So Pastor's going to tell you about a miracle that we wanted to uh, share with you guys in his life, a miracle that happened. Yeah, and this happened back before I, before I even was saved or even called to the ministry, this, was, this happened when I was 20 years old, and this happened when I was still living in Connecticut. And you guys can uh, Google this for yourself, and it's called the Myannis River Bridge in Connecticut, and it's, it was, it's an I-95. A portion of the Myannis River Bridge collapsed. And I was, I had just went over the bridge nine minutes before the bridge collapsed. And it it was a miracle that me and three other guys, and the thing thing about this miracle was so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but how God had my three friends, we we were all called to ministry. We all called the ministry. Like I said, this was when I was 20 years old. I didn't, I didn't get saved until I was 24, 25 years old. So this happened uh, uh, four years before I actually even stepped foot into the church. But anyway, uh, myself and two other guys, one of them, is a, he's a pastor right now in North Carolina right now. And the other friend who still lives in Connecticut, we went over this bridge after partying. See, we were out partying that night, and we, 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 we were on the road, and at 1.21 in the morning, we went over this bridge. And at, and at 1.30, the section, a 100-foot section of the bridge collapsed. And I believe uh, uh, some lives were lost because of the bridge collapsing. 
See, God can work a miracle in your life even before you come into the knowledge of him. He knows that you got a particular thing that you're going to do. For the kingdom. For the kingdom. Like I said, there's two of us who are basically uh, uh, ministering in the gospel right now, and then the other one, he's iffy. See, but he, he should recognize that God had his hand upon his life. And actually, he, brought, he was the one who brought me into church, and we got saved on that same day. But he is gone back and forth in, the, in, in, in and out of the church right now. So this, this is, like I said, this is a miracle that lets you know that when God puts his hand on you, you're going to basically, you're, you're going to be a Jonah to the, uh, to the point that you got a particular work that you must accomplish, or, or, or let's put it this way, God's will being done in your life. So don't, you know, in these miracles, like I said, and I believe everybody has uh, miracles like this, but when they start to account them for God and then once they start to work for the kingdom of God, God will refresh their minds to saying, that's where I saved your life here or I saved your life there. So we have to take an account to all the things that happen to us. And when God uh, develops or, or when we start to develop a, a spiritual following with God, God will let you know, say, I was there when you did this, or I sent this person, or who was an angel in the, and I don't want to say angel in disguise, but we, uh, uh, we have angels uh, that are around us that we don't even recognize. Mm-hmm. See, God will basically keep these things before you, and then once you start to work with God, God will, re- he will reveal all these things to you and say, I've always had my hand with you or mm-hmm. on you. And, and he says, you know, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Sometimes he will reveal these certain things in your life to let you know that I'm with you. Amen. I like that. I appreciate that. And I think you're pausing So like there. I said, you can go, Brother Seth, like I said, this is documented in 1983. It was in it was in Connecticut on I ninety five. So if anybody wants to uh, 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 to verify this, it was the Mianus River Bridge, and you can pull up the story and everything. I, I mean, they didn't interview me or anything like this, but you didn't know about it until your dad. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know about the bridge falling in until my father let me know the next morning. He says the the bridge. Just uh, the bridge fell in, and he he went into my room uh, uh, that night to see if I was in in my bed, which I was in my bed. But I told him, I said we had just went over that bridge at one twenty-one. I and I don't know why I had to look at my clock when we went over the bridge at that time, and it was one twenty-one when we went over that bridge. And at nine, I mean at one thirty, that bridge collapsed. Well, let me say this. So, uh, you know, I, like I said, I account, I account that for God working a miracle in my life. I didn't know where, like I said, I didn't know where I w- what I was going to be doing four years down the road and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and then what I'm doing right now. Well, let me say this, Brother Ryan. Uh, uh, just allow me for jumping here on it because when we get, we get close to closing, I have to start doing these interruptions I hate. 
But let me just say this. I really, really, really enjoyed hearing y'all's testimonies, and not only your testimonies, but just the teaching. Um, brothers and sisters, if one of these stories, one of these testimonies is true, we have a problem. That means it all is true. If one of them is true, that means miracles are for the day. And if miracles are for the day, then all of us should be seeing them. If one person is seeing it, one person is breaking through and they're living this kind of life, then all of us can live it. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. If one person tells a demon, a person talking, a, a spirit talking through a person, that's what they say. Some of y'all doubting this. I got you. I feel you. But if one of these testimonies holds up and they can take you to the hospital and the nurse say, yes, it happened right there in that bed, there was a person talking a different voice and their vitals was, was crashing or, or diminishing and these, this sister here came, I don't remember her name, but she came with another, some other, other people and they prayed and this is what happened and her vitals went up and she, you know, stopped talking that voice and if that person is around, especially that person, and they say, yes, this happened to me, if it happened one time, that means we all have power over the enemy. What, you think the most high is a respect of persons? I kid you not, I am not a model saint. I know you say you put down yourself a lot. I just want people to know the real deal. Some people think I am. Some people think, oh, I'm all that. And, and, and maybe I am to some people. But to me, I'm far below, below what I think the Father's calling for. I can read my Bible a whole lot more. I can pray a whole lot more. Quiet time. I can pray in tongues a lot more. I definitely can fast more. I love the Most High. That's why I do these shows. But I could do better. But if I experience these things they're talking about here and there, that means every single one of you can have it done all day long. If he's the God at what time, Brother Ronnie McCray, you say, you went across the bridge? At 121. If he's the God, go and say it again. And, and, it's, and I said at 130. The bridge, a uh, hundred foot section of the bridge collapsed. Now, I've Brother Seth, I don't know if you. Now he talked about the three people that were in the car with him, right? I want you to understand this: that two of them went on to be pastors, right? But the one yeah. guy that was not a pastor, that did not go on to be a pastor, he brought Ronnie to church, and they both were saved. See, he still served the purpose. See, God knows even when you don't, he set you apart already for the work of the kingdom, whether you had come or not. And the enemy knew that there was a lot of power in that uh, car and wanted to take you all out. But you were not taken out on that night. All of you served a purpose, even the one who is not uh, walking with uh, Christ right now. So that was a, that's the amazing thing I thought about that story. Powerful. Powerful, powerful. 
and I hope y'all can see it on next excuse Sunday. Me, excuse me for interrupting, okay. Brother Seth, but just like you just said, we are still in the flesh, and things come up against us the same. We, like you said, we could be praying more, we could be fasting more, we could be uh, uh, doing all this more, uh, more, but we are still living in the flesh, and certain things come up against us still. So we're not all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say, you know, uh, you know, when you started to say that, that, you know, we still yes. need the Holy Spirit. Amen. We still need well, the Holy Spirit's guidance. And, and, and I just, again, thank you all so much. And uh, for those that feel intimidated, and I appreciate Brother Ronnie saying that, and Sister Cassandra saying what she just shared, but I appreciate Brother Ronnie just saying how regular they are. You know, some of y'all say, well, I hear what they're saying here. I'm not. I'm not. Don't be intimidated, brothers and sisters, because oftentimes when I share spirits, uh, stories about evil spirits and stuff, people start thinking that I got something special. It's not me. It was a gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, we have nine gifts. Just think of Christmas. Some of y'all celebrate Christmas. But just think of nine gifts. that the Holy Spirit will impart to you. Just nine gifts. He comes over you, and you get a word of wisdom. If you can hatch it up or if you can come up with wisdom on your own, then that's not what I'm talking about. It's a gift, which means you didn't work for it. It comes over you, and you just get it. Then there's another gift, word of knowledge. If you can work for it or go get college degree for it, that's not what I'm talking about. It's a gift that's going to come up on you. You will do no work for it other than making yourself available through the various things. We just said fasting, prayer, spending time with the Father, quiet time, etc. Here's another gift. Here's a third gift. You're doing, the Bible said, let us present our bodies living, sacrifice holy, and acceptable unto the Father, which is our reasonable service. So you present your body every day holy and acceptable. You abstain from sin. If you do sin and you slip, it's nothing to play with. It's serious. You ask the Father for forgiveness. You walk away from it. We're going to fall. I'm sorry. I probably said that's a negative confession. Somebody may say, but folks, I believe we're going to fall. I really do believe that. And maybe more than one, two, twenty times. That's why we have the blood of Christ. Not to sin to just so the blood can apply for us, but if you're that crazy, it's even apply it, it, it even applies for that fool that will do that. Don't think the Father ain't gonna forgive you because you pimping the blood. I'm not because if you really listen, I got I, I like to talk on real terms because all of us when we sin, we know that that blood is there. Let's not play with that. Some people do it, I think, because the blood is there. Some people really is trying to play the Father and the blood is there. Whatever your reasoning for sinning, you got to know sin and all of us will cause us not to walk in these. Uh, we're not presenting our body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service. When we do that, these gifts operate. The, I'm telling you, the Spirit will use you because you're presenting yourself to it. Presenting yourself to the Father, and the Spirit, the Spirit will use you. Faith is number three. Something will come over you, and you will have faith. 
if you can work for it, that's not what I'm talking about. This is something you don't work for. It just comes over you. Gifts of healing, miracles, you listening, me, the the McCrae's, Brother John, Brother Kenwin, Brother Ella Shure, anybody, listeners, all of us, if we, our conscience don't condemn us because of sin, and the Holy Spirit chooses to, we can be used to perform miracles. Prophecy is another one. Number six, discerning of spirits. This is the one I personally have a lot of experiences with. Sometimes I wonder why do he always use me with number seven, the discerning of spirits. But when it comes over me, you've heard me talk about it. It's some you cannot deny. I will argue you forever because I know what it's, it just came over me. One minute, I don't know if that person has a spirit or not. Next minute, I know beyond a shadow of doubt why I think the Father showed it to me. Because he wanted me to go to that person and minister. Not necessarily to go cast out the demon. I can under my breath say, you foul spirit, I come against you. I can, I can, I can buffet that spirit, but I want to get that person to submit to the Father, and then the spirit has to go. It's driven out by the Holy Spirit. People don't always get demons cast out when they come to Christ. They just come to Christ and the spirits have to go. They evicted. They they they, they got to go. It's when we when we walking in sin, we get into these certain errors. These spirits start latching on us, believers even, and then tongues and interpretation tongue, which most people they treat those gifts as though the minor as there's the most people don't want that tongues and interpretation. But this is where the Holy Spirit use your body to pray, and then use your body to interpret somebody else that's speaking in tongues. People like all those gifts except those last two. But you literally turn into a Wi-Fi for the Holy Spirit. You literally turn into a place for him to use your body and pray. And then some of us have prayer. Now, prayer language is a different story. Let's go to the phone lines and get some final words from Brother John and uh, our co-host, Norman, on the Five Suits Network, and Brother Kenwin, and then we're wrapping up the show. Uh, so, Brother... John, your line is open. Please give us final words in less than a minute to the McCrae's. Uh, uh, please, anything, question or comments, please. Yeah, I have a comment. Um, I think it's important for everyone who's listening to this show now and who may be listening to a recording of the show in the future to understand that what Brother Seth, the McCrae's state, I fully believe in, wholeheartedly, and have my own stories to tell. When I get on this show, I speak plainly about that which I know, which the Most High has shown me. It's not to be contrary to the people speaking, that being Brother Seth, the McCrae's, Brother Elishua, whomever the case may be. I'm not as familiar with the McCrae's, so it makes it kind of awkward, but Brother Seth, L, uh, Brother Kenwin, you guys already, you guys know from just the history. But I don't want it to ever sound as though I'm contrary to what it is that they're saying. Matter of fact, half the time we're saying a very similar thing, but from a different perspective. Uh, and if we had the time, <clears throat> we could clarify such. But I want to let the McCrae's know, hey, I'm not contrary to what you're saying. Brother Seth, no, I'm not contrary to what you're saying. I just speak what I speak when I speak it, and if we have the time, we can work through that. 
Thank you so much for having uh, for the platform, Brother Seth. Well, thank you, my brother. And that brother went to ORU, so you know he knows something about miracles. It's or Roberts University, one of the foremost healing evangelists of our time. And a lot of people went there to learn about the miracles. A lot of people went there. I mean, y'all know ORU. Need I say more? All right, going back to the phone lines, uh, Brother Kenwin Casper, all the way in the state of Texas, Tyler, to be example, to be exact. Uh, go ahead, Brother. Final words, please. All right, uh, I find the show very informative. I thank you, Ms. McCrae, for coming on. Uh, hope this don't be the last time. Hope they continue. And uh, thank you, Brother Seth, for having me on the show. And shalom, shalom, family. Well, shalom, shalom, uh, Brother Kenwin Castleberry, and I appreciate him uh, uh, as uh, a gentleman. That's the, uh, he has a show called Wake Up Israel, and, and uh, he really wants to uplift our people. He's the young, younger, the youngest of us, and he really want to wake up our people as to who they are as far as Israel. And I appreciate him listening, and to uh, something that's even a weightier matter than that. It's in, as important as what he is doing, and what we try to do on this Five Smooth Stone Network, waking up our people and quit buying into the fact that they African Americans, black, and all that. That they're Israel. When the Bible is talking about them, this tonight uh, is talking about the power. Uh, people need to know that we're not under the so-called the white man, uh, the so-called all this hate that I hear on the internet, uh, talking you know from these young people. We gotta rise above that, brothers and sisters. You're giving them people too much power. Most high call Israel to go through what they're going through, and He's gonna resurrect them. And uh, at the end of the day. Most high is most powerful. You hear of the miracles that he's doing in the lives of the saints. So whether or not you believe we are kind of secondary, um, more importantly, you need to understand, brothers and sisters, our Elohim, our Most High, is a powerful, powerful being. Oh, my goodness. And I thank him. I thank him for the McCrays and their testimony and their ministry and their emphasis on the miraculous. Some people do it for gain. Some people do it for popular, popularity because it's the popular topic. But I think they do it because it's a lifestyle. Folks, we're not trying to just do stuff to be popular. Now, that's what we talk about this all the time. On the Five Souls on Network, I've been hearing... Y'all don't talk about this enough, so that's why I reached out to the McCrays. I've been talking about it. I, I, we, do, we do talk about it now, but some want to hear how. You hear, Brother Ken, when someone, some want to know how do I walk in that. Oh, all right, you know. Anyway, McCrays, go ahead. Final words, please. Yes, yes. Thank you guys so much. Um, I just want to let you guys know that you're all so insightful, and I love being able to hear your points of view. And uh, like we said, when we are, we're actually adding to what you say, you know, so it's not, uh, don't think of it as uh, coming. I want people to have everything they need to be able to operate in the kingdom of God. So with God, you know, if all things are possible, all things are possible for those who believe in him, right, and are, who are called according to his purpose, then we need to know all the different avenues. Now, uh, it, does that mean that there will be some – it could be certain variables 
in our lives that, uh, you know, causes things to not go the way we thought they were. You know, maybe we're not actually doing what God called us to do. Did we consult with God? Did God tell us to go? You know, just like we were talking about with the thing with uh, judges. Um, But, you know, all of those things can come into play that we might go out there and everything and be gung-ho. We didn't even pray about it. We didn't even ask God, is this what we should be doing? God, what are we facing here? You know, so listen, you know, we are all called to be helpers of one another, you know, to build each other up, to encourage each other. And so, you know, that's what the body of Christ is all about. And so we just appreciate, you know, all of us are gleaning from one another. And so I have really, really enjoyed um, even hearing your stories and your testimony. So thank you. Yeah, and that's, and that's what we all are here about. We are the body of Christ. You know, your, uh, your left foot can't do what your right elbow does and vice versa. And we are all a part of the body of Christ, and we should all recognize that our gifts and our talents are, 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 are different from one another, but we all have the same exact end result, basically, is to go into all the world and to teach and to preach uh, uh, the kingdom of God that is soon to come. I mean, the kingdom is already here. We just have to live it before everybody else, and then we take those who are in darkness and pull them into the kingdom of light by the spirit of God helping us or we helping the spirit because he has he has to have a body to use <laughs> he has to have a body to use uh, 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 willing vessels to go out and do the continue in the finished work of Christ absolutely absolutely well listen i want to thank you again the McCraze, and uh We'll be in. Uh, we'll keep everybody uh, informed as to whether or not they'll be on next Sunday. Hopefully, they will be, and uh, we'll continue this and do a part five. We'll just devote Sundays for a season to this. If the McCrays for some reason can't come on, just know we're going to be dealing with spiritual warfare, miracles. I mean, the, we, we need to know about the power, folks. We know about. We talk about the power of the, those evil ones. Uh, what they're doing, the New World Order, and it's very true, and it's not. We, I don't take a word of that back. Just like on Tuesday, we're going to be talking about uh, the, the, the white supremacy, black inferiority teachings and behaviors in all of us, because this is sin as well, and it will hinder the most high. But, Craze, I want to thank you. I'm going to go ahead and meet your line. I thank you, thank you, thank you. May the Father bless the McCraze in all your efforts, and I look forward to see you perhaps on Sunday if the Father's willing. All right. Yes, thank you. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, don't hang up, everybody. I'm going to play a powerful song that's going to, I think it's going to be a blessing to you, uh, talking about what we've been talking about. You know, I, tr- I put a lot in the first and last song. But, uh, again, on Tuesday, i uh, see some of y'all on Tuesday, what we will be talking about, white supremacy. Please don't think it has nothing to do with you so-called black people. It really, really, truly does. Most High gave it to me. I said the Most High gave it to me. Just like he gave me the idea to talk about this show, he put something in my heart. He showed me many years ago that I was practicing white supremacy. I had a good heart. I loved him. I had some of these same gifts of the Spirit operating in my life, but I had a tainted I was tainted. I was tainted, brothers and sisters. I was worshiping 
white ministers and didn't even realize it. I was I had white people in a place in my spirit and in my mind that they should not have been. I did not know. I did not know that I could even be capable of such. And then the Father showed me that this was a spirit behind America. And it wasn't just me, brothers and sisters. we got to be delivered. This is serious. This is serious. This is serious. And it's not no white man's disease. This is a lie from Satan. It wasn't created by white people. I say white supremacy was not created by white people, so-called white people. And that's another thing we talk about, how the so-called grouping of them based upon a color is totally evil. Every time you say it, every time you say you giving life to a lie. So we talk about what should we call so-called white people, so-called black people. We're going to be talking about things like this. In other words, we're going to be talking about the book I'm writing, uh, talking about the systematic uh, lives of white supremacy or our world's religion. It is our world's religion. It should, it, it, you know, we should be in, walking the Father and what He's doing, and defining ourselves based upon what the Father, and defining our earth based on what the Father says, and defining the whole life experience based upon the Father, based upon the Father. But instead, we have been made in the image of white people. And we serve the Father through those lies unless the Holy Spirit purge us. It's serious, brothers and sisters. Do not say this is not me. I don't know what you're talking about. I hate white people. If you hate white people, you, you definitely need to listen to the show because I'm talking to you. Because you shouldn't hate them. You hate them because you don't see them right. I say you don't see them right. The Father called them to do what they did for a season. Tune in is a lot deeper than you think. And then on Thursday, we have a surprise for you. So tune in to see what Thursday's going to be about. I love every single one of you. And there's nothing you can do about it. See you Tuesday. The Bible tells us that we're more than conquerors and that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Am I right? So the thing you want to do is to keep on fighting. <laughs>